The Forbidden Woods. That night at dinner, Mom asked about the frog-catching mission. Ryder wasn't sure how to answer that question at first. He sat at the table, looking down at his plate. Picking up the mashed potatoes with his spoon, he could hear the ticking of the grandfather clock from the other room. Finally, James chimed in and said, Well, we're waiting. Ryder lifted his head, looked at the family, and said, Well, I caught him. But before Ryder could go on, James interrupted him by shouting, Where is he? I want to see him. Ryder interrupted him back with a huff. I didn't get to finish what I was saying. I caught him, but I let him go. James spit his drink out in shock. After everything we went through today, you let the bugger go? James' expression showed plainly that he couldn't believe his ears. Ryder started nudging and kicking James under the table to signal him to stop talking. Mom and Dad still didn't know about the cricket fiasco, and they were getting curious about what James meant by everything we went through. The boys didn't have much desire to share what happened earlier that day, mostly because James wasn't ready to relive the humiliation. So the boys were still in the clear. Mom and Dad were both proud of Ryder for his compassion and for following the rules and staying out of the woods. Dad was curious as to how Ryder caught the frog. Ryder somehow avoided having to go into detail, which meant he was still free of blame on the garage disaster, too. After dinner, they turned on the TV and had what felt like their first normal night in the new house. They watched a couple of shows together, and then James snuck off to his room to video chat his friends from back home. Things were feeling comfortable at last. It was time for Ryder to get ready for bed, and Mom began to nag him about setting up his room. Ryder, you can't just live out of boxes and luggage. You have to get this room set up and unpacked. If you need help, you just need to ask us. I have to work tomorrow, and Dad does too. But James can help you, she said. No way! I don't need his help, Ryder said, and he went on to promise that he would start in the morning. His mom had gone through some of the clothing bags for him, so his pajamas were easy to find this time. He quickly got dressed and ready for bed climbed under his blanket, and found himself thinking about that frog again. I wonder what he was doing now, and I wonder if he will come back and croak at my window. That night, Ryder was able to drift off to sleep pretty easily. This time, no croaking. That was until about 3 o'clock in the morning. He woke up to the loud croaking outside his window once again. Before going to bed, he'd remember to find his flashlight so it'd be easy for him to grab it if the frog came back. He snatched it off the nightstand and shined it out the window. There he was, the frog again. He knew it was the same frog for sure because he had gotten a really good look and even a picture of him earlier that day when he caught him. Ryder noticed a brown clover-shaped spot on the top of the frog's back, so now he could identify the frog with certainty. The flashlight startled the frog, and he hopped back a few feet. Then it sat quietly for a while and looked right back at Ryder. It really seemed like the frog had something to say to him. After some time of staring at each other, the frog hopped back to the forbidden woods 
because Ryder wasn't coming outside. After all, it was really early in the morning and crazy dark outside. Ryder lay awake wondering what the frog had been trying to tell him. When he was able to fall back asleep, he had vivid dreams of the green croaker and a few nightmares of the crickets in the car. The next morning couldn't come soon enough. He didn't want the sound of chirping crickets haunting his dreams any longer. When he woke, he went down the creaky stairs again and found mom. He told her that the frog had come back to his window, but only stayed for a bit and then left. Mom took that as a win. Oh, good. I'm glad you got more sleep, she said as she went back on to help dad finish making breakfast for everyone. Ryder didn't take it as a win. He kept thinking there must be more to this frog and wondered why he kept visiting. After everyone had finished eating and the table was being cleared, Ryder sat there with an empty plate in front of him. Deep thought about the frog. Dad was leaving to check on the new office that was being built for their business and reminded Ryder that he'd promised his mom he'd start setting his room up today. That shook him out of his frozen, silent, deep thoughts. He agreed and wished Dad a good day at the new job. I guess I'll start on my room, Ryder muttered to himself and went back upstairs to get started on unpacking and setting up his stuff. Although it was going to be a lot of work, Ryder was actually excited to get this room set up because his mom had told him he could arrange it however he wanted. Mom had always been in charge of that kind of stuff, so Ryder was pumped that he could design his own space. He sat on his bed and started imagining where he could put all his things. Ryder's room was big, with a step up to a second level. His vivid imagination was picturing the furniture flying across the space and slamming themselves into the places he suggested as he spoke his ideas out loud. Maybe I'll put my drawing desk under the big window, he said, and then his imagination took off. In his mind, that item lifted up and flew around the room to the spot he directed it to and I could stack all my sketchbooks, comics, and books in my bookshelves with some of my trophies. I'll put my tall Lego table and matching bar stool on the second level, and that can be my creator space. I'll build some cool shelves to put my model cars and finish Lego sets. I want to put an arcade game here, but I don't have one of those yet. The furniture swirled and slammed and then moved and slammed again in Ryder's wild imagination. This went on for a few hours. He imagined all of the possibilities of what he could do in his room without actually doing any of the work yet. Just as he was about to get up and start to physically move things around in real life this time, he heard his frog friend let out what might have been the loudest croak yet. It was broad daylight and the frog had come all the way up to Ryder's window. Ryder smiled ear to ear and didn't even look out the window. He knew by the croak that it was him. He flew out his door, down the stairs, and out to the backyard. He made it out the back door, around the house, and over his bedroom window, where he'd heard the frog. But nothing was there. What? Where'd it go? Ryder asked himself out loud, practically scratching his head in confusion. 
He started to walk towards the woods when he spotted the frog. He was waiting for Ryder at the entrance to the woods. The frog looked back to see if he was following him. And in that moment, Ryder decided to follow him all the way into the Forbidden Woods this time. He knew he would likely pay for this, but it seemed worth it at this point. He needed to know what the frog was trying to tell him. Ryder crossed over into the woods, so there was no turning back now. He continued following the frog deeper into the shadows, and the frog kept looking back to make sure Ryder was following closely. As he crossed over into the Forbidden Woods, he couldn't help but wonder if he might be right about how he originally imagined it would look back there. He thought it would be terrifying, like a set from a scary movie. He thought the trees would be bare and they would be hanging over the overgrown pathways. He imagined snakes slithering around the trunks of the trees, peering at him if he dared to walk through. He thought there would be a deep layer of fog that blinded him as he tried to move around. But what he imagined was nothing like what he was seeing at all. The woods were dense with trees, big, beautiful trees. The sounds were unlike anything Ryder had ever heard before. There were birds chirping, frogs croaking, leaves falling, and a light breeze that blew softly through the full branches of the trees. The smells were sweet from the blossoms that sat perfectly on the branches, and air was fresh and crisp. The Forbidden Woods was like nothing Ryder had expected, and he was so glad to be wrong. After a few minutes of walking, he heard the sound of running water. The frog had been leading Ryder to a bubbling stream. Ryder stopped to take in the beauty of the woods, but the frog wasn't done leading Ryder to where he intended on taking him. So they continued to walk along the bank of the stream. When the frog finally stopped, they had reached a big pond. The frog jumped into the pond, which was full of lily pads and a handful of other frogs. Ryder couldn't believe the breathtaking sight. When he looked closer at the lily pad his frog friend was perched on, he noticed tadpoles in the water. The frog croaked again and again, looked right at Ryder. He was going to be a frog dad. Those were his tadpoles. It seemed like the frog was saying thank you for letting him go so he could be with his family. Ryder felt so proud. He didn't want to leave, but it was time for him to head back before anyone noticed he was gone. He said goodbye to the frogs and turned to head back out of the woods when he spotted the most perfect tree he had ever seen. It was big and sturdy with huge low branches that went up every which way. And that gave Ryder another big idea. He thought he could use the tree to build the best treehouse the world had ever seen. It would be perfect because he could come and visit his frog friend anytime he wanted. He memorized the tree before heading home because he had some designing to do. When he got to where the tree line in the backyard met, he peeked his head out to see if anyone had caught him. The coast was clear, so he booked it back to the house and rushed into his room. He pushed everything off his drawing table, making another giant mess, and dug through a box to find his pencils and sketchbooks. Then he immediately got to drawing, 
designing the best treehouse there ever was. After a few hours of sketching, erasing, crumbling the papers, tossing them on the floor, and starting over a few times, he had done it. He had drawn the greatest treehouse in the world. This would be his new mission. <laughs> 